Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Trucks Built by Truckers, the North American Car of the Year, and Ford News and Rumors. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim, right now on WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Tim DePasquale, upholstered to the stars and through the magic of radio. <laughs> uh, Brad Ocock from uh, Northeast Georgia Swap Meet. And Brad, welcome back in. Hey, Brad. You just float between all these different I places. do. It's, yep, I have mastered the art of being in two or three places at the same time. Uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, it's my right. pleasure. <laughs> Uh, right now, the Northeast Georgia Swap Meet is wrapping up, and that's a good time to show up because uh, they'd rather sell it and load oh, it in the that trailer. Oh, that is so true. You get so many good deals, like in the last oh, hour. Oh, yeah. All right. How can, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to ask you a little later about how can folks learn more about that. We, we, okay. We, I want to, I had, <laughs> earlier in the week, I had a whole first segment written here, and we're just going to throw it in the trash can. Earlier in the week, I got a chance to be on the Martha Zoller Show. Uh, because she had sent me a video over the weekend of a company, uh, Edison Electric Semi-Trailer. It's, it's called Edison Company. Right. And the trailer is called... Uh, it's a truck. Well, the tractor is actually called... It's a truck. It's yeah. a hybrid truck. Right. What's cool about this hybrid truck is it was built bunch, like a bunch of... Well, these guys obviously know what they're doing. Yep. All right. But they're, they also enlisted people for the electric side to help sure. them. But these guys have worked on trucks. They built trucks. They right. refitted trucks. And they came up with this idea after they ordered a Tesla mm-hmm. semi four years ago and still hadn't gotten it. Uh, they were going to reverse engineer and, and do some things that they thought were wrong on the Tesla truck. Right. So instead, they came up with their own chassis, a diesel engine in it. But the engine could be natural gas or gasoline or whatever you want. It just runs a generator. And so, as we all know, when you put an engine on a dyno, it's got a sweet spot. You, can yeah. have it, you have it run at that sweet spot all day long, and it generates. So they don't care what fuel you, you put in it. Nice. And it's got two huge electric motors on, on the rear axles that drive the truck. You can get either a, a tandem or what do they call it? A tri? Triaxle. Triaxle. Right. Uh, because these guys are hauling logs up in British Columbia. Right. Right. And they have a, if you just, just Google uh, Edison, and electric trucks will come up. And the, the cool thing about this truck is, like the headlights on it are, you know, headlights from a, a freight liner or something that's been around since the 40s. They're a round headlight like trucks used to right, have. Right, right, right. They used, uh, instead of using engineers to spec parts, they used the mechanics. Yeah. Who chose parts that are proven reliable and always on the parts store shelf. Correct. So that, as this guy Chase says, if we go out of business and you have one of our trucks, you'll still be able to buy parts for it as wow, long as remarkable. the parts store carries them you know not only that brad if you've got if you're if you're out trucking in this big truck yeah and you break a headlight okay 
like, like Tim says, you can go to the parts store and buy another headlight, okay? Any, you know, truck stop, whatever. Yeah. If you break a headlight on a new, name the truck. Yeah, whatever. It could be, it's molded into the fender. It, yeah. Uh, it could be, you know, $400, $1,400, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if the supply line is down? Yeah. You know, yeah. Then you're then down. You're du- then yeah. you're duct taping, duct taping the the headlight on <laughs> right. that you need. Right. So you can drive the darn thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Anymore, a headlight is body work. Yeah. Not electrical work. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, how many times have you taken a frame apart on a vehicle? You know, like taking the cross member and stuff out. I've actually done it quite a few times. Okay. Well, a lot of times they're not held in with bolts. No, they're held in with rivets. Yeah. No, what's what we call a rivet. They call them a hulk bolt. Huck bolts. Huck bolt. Huck yeah. bolts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's put in there hot and then they swedge it over and, or it's put in under, you know, hydraulic yeah. pressure to swedge it over. You can't take it apart in the field. No. Their entire truck is bolted together with grade eight bolts. Right. If wow, you want to take nice. a fender off, you want to take the dash off, you want to take panels off, obviously various sizes. And the frame goes from the back of the truck all the way to the front. So there's Very no nice. there's nothing added on. When you when you hook onto the tow hook on the front of the truck. You're pulling the frame. You're pulling yeah. the frame. Which is the way it should be. Right. Yeah, and and be. these are log haulers and they're hauling a hundred and forty thousand pound loads in British Columbia. Yeah. And the way this thing is set up so that it can use the electrical uh, the electric it, it is also a plug-in, so on a full charge, it'll go up the mountain, dirt road, yeah. on its own. You can load up the logs and then come back down the mountain using the regenerative braking Correct. to recharge the batteries yeah. to go on down to the mill. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's so the, basic and simple. Does the, does the motor or engine or whatever... Does that also charge the batteries? Because what I'm thinking now is rather than plugging into the wall and using No, you don't have to plug it into the wall. No, you don't, you just, yeah, you don't have can to. Can you just leave it run overnight like, like truckers leave their diesels run all you, the time? You wouldn't, you wouldn't really need to because you wouldn't be shut down that long. You know, it doesn't take that long. The, the generator is running at a constant speed. Right. And, and so it's, it's charging. It's either running the motors at the back of the truck. Right. Or if, if it doesn't need to, you know, it... It charges the batteries to yeah, what they which, can hold. Which sounds like a fantastic solution. Because you're not at peak load all the time. Well, you're not at peak load all the time. You don't have to rely on, on an electric grid that's not up to date. You can take this out into the, like these guys are taking it into the mountains. Right. Yeah. Which is. They based this on a small town in British Columbia that ran, that was their only electrical source, was a generator in the town. Yeah. And a battery bank. And these people, the only time they had any issues with power was when everybody came home and, and plugged in stuff at the same time. Yeah. Then you'd go into the battery bank, and then you, as you you know gradually came off the grid, the generator was still doing its thing. That's where they came up with the idea of, of doing this with a truck. That's interesting. And they can retrofit your truck. You don't have to buy their cab. Their cab is a, is, is looks like a piece of construction equipment, mm-hmm. um, and, and he referenced a, an older-style truck. Um, but the visibility and stuff is amazing. Yeah. So, I, I think it's a great idea. I was really excited about it. It operates a lot like diesel electric, modern diesel electric trains. Trains, exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Yes. Ah. Remember, and there's 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 no there's no connection between the gasoline or or diesel or whatever engine that's running the generator and the axles. 
So they took the transmission and, and everything right out of it. Right. 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 Everything's in the rear axles. And you don't need that big Man. engine to drive it because all it's driving is a generator. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 9.3 liter Caterpillar diesel is what they're using. Yeah. He said you could use But you could use you anything. Could a, you could right. put a big block Chevy in it if you wanted. Well, I suppose so. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as you put fuel in it, it'll run. Exactly. So I, these guys are so far so ahead. If of these them. guys run these, if they run a gas engine on propane, like like Correct. guys have done for years, for on, years on yep. irrigation pumps and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, back in the old days, out west especially, they used these Hercules, huge Hercules butane engines. That's right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it, check it out. Go to their YouTube Edison Electric Semi Tractor. We're going to get them on the podcast. Because I, I want to hear it from day one. They built this thing in a Quonset hut with a dirt floor in less than a year. Really? Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. So yeah. they didn't need investors to build the factory. They just said, let's get it done and got it done. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, coming up next is going to be uh, Ford News and Rumors. Aaron, Aaron Hughes will be with us on his 48th birthday. Wow, I can't wait. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage. On North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN, always here, always local. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by all three locations of Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tires, service, and repairs. Okay, well, our next, our, our next uh, subject to be <laughs> to be <laughs> subjected to all this stuff. Uh, is victim? Is that victim. the word? That's the word I was looking for. Our next victim is Aaron Hughes from Green Ford. Aaron, welcome into Bud's Garage. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going, Aaron? I'm all right. good. 48 years old today. Wow. I am. I am. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 48 years. Okay, so what's happening at Green Ford as we head into the new year? Well, uh, what I like about going into the new year is always the model changes. So Mm -hmm. we're waiting on our first uh, 24 F-150s. We've not seen those yet. We're very excited about the new Ranger. Uh, I don't have an exact date on when we're going to be seeing those, but uh, we've had them. uh, We had the guy come in with one with the training. You know, it's got more room in it. we got, of course, we're all excited about the V6 uh, 2.7 in that thing, uh, which is what I have in my F-150, my personal F-150. So I'm very excited, fuel mileage, torque, that sort of thing. And uh, so I'm always excited about the new 24. What, what engine out. did they have in them before? They have a 2.3. Okay. They have a 2.3 four-cylinder yeah. yeah. turbocharger. Turbo. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, same ones in the Mustang. Oh, okay. Um, you know, in the small Mustang. And uh, the 2.7 V6 is, uh, a lot of people like to have that V6. But That's the turbocharger, turbo, right? That is a twin turbo yeah, okay. V6. And... Uh, you know, in my F-150, I'm getting 22 miles to a gallon with the thing. I bet wow. you I get 26 ga- miles to a gallon or something in a Ranger. I have no idea, but I bet it will. Or better, you know, have all kinds of power. Okay. I'm excited about it. I get, I get about 22 to 24 in an F-150 with, with a, coy- a V8. Yeah. With a Coyote in it. Oh, you know, if you drive it. Reasonable. Well, you have that tiny little F one fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Regular it's, cab, it's lower. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's, it's the same yeah, size yeah. as a as a Ranger. You know, a four door yeah, Ranger, yeah, basically. Yeah. If you yeah. measure the wheelbase, my big question is, and everybody's big question with the V six, 
what's the what can you really buy one for without, without that's the part i don't know yet i'm no. excited about this part we haven't seen this yet but i don't know I what's do a ranger cost now uh rangers now are going to run you know mid 30s okay. uh, unless you're getting one fully equipped you know when you, you're getting all leather and all the bells and whistles and all the technology and that they can crack over 40 um but uh yeah mid, mid 30s they're mid 30s to 40. any big changes in the look or anything yeah it's okay. a, like i say it's a it's a wider bed it's a whole new design oh cool um i, I say whole new design it's still a full frame uh, truck, but the, I think uh, you know the old one. We all know that we talked about this a couple of years ago when they were coming out with them. You know they had taken the the designs from overseas and kind of brought it over yeah, and yeah, standardized yeah. it a little mm-hmm. bit, beefed up the suspension and that for American. Now it's kind of an American truck. Now it's mm-hmm. now it's okay. It looks like a Ranger, but it's it, it feels. Uh, I, I like the other Ranger too, though. I, I I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be really nice. Well, the uh, F. Uh... 150 EV. Ford has done a 180 degree change of direction on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how it's affecting you. Well, um, it, it's almost not affecting us at all because we don't have many of them. Um, you know, actually, I have none of them in stock. And the reason for that is most of the people that ordered the uh, electric F 150s took delivery of them. The ones I've had in stock are just people who elected not to take take them. I've never had one for stock that was ordered for stock. Every one of them's always been ordered for customers. I think Ford has figured out that, which all of us, and we're not in a rural area, but we're in kind of a suburban area. But if you are in a rural area or a sub, you know, suburban area, people that buy trucks are interested in fuel mileage, yes, but they're more interested in using a truck as a truck. They're not, you know, people that are in cities are... are uh, especially in metropolitan areas, you're not going to be able to plug an electric vehicle in if you're in an apartment or even if you're right. in, in any kind of city itself. So you kind of have to be in the suburbs and, uh, you know, and, it, and you got to be not driving a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Like up here, we're very seasoned to drive half hour, you know, here or there. And even if you're getting, you know, 300 miles on a charge, that kind of thing, it's just so much more convenient. But you're targeting an audience who fuel having an electric vehicle is not something that was even on your customer's radar. They really never right. had on their radar, hey, I have an F-150, boy, I wish it were electric. Yeah. That's not ever occurred to most F-150 owners. No, because you, they bought a truck. Yeah, and yeah, I think right. Ford, you know, with the, with the government, with all of their, uh, you know, I call them rebates, but all of their tax, uh, <laughs> tax things and stuff. Um, and then with the big push with Tesla, um, you know, I mean, the Tesla truck, I have no idea what it's going to do or its thing. It's, a, it's still a very interesting let's i'll say interesting i think it's one of the goofiest goofball. things i've ever mm-hmm. seen goofball, yeah. um and the people that uh, that are going to buy those will be your normal uh, you know it's going to be like an extra vehicle they're not using it to replace their existing pickup it's truck. like right. it's, look know. at me vehicle that's exactly right the, yeah. you're you know whereas people that own f-150s you're, you're looking at this is a big 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 market i mean it's a number one selling vehicle in america so it's uh, you know, all of a sudden everybody's not going to go, oh, yeah, I don't need an engine anymore. I just want to plug it in and, <laughs> you know, and then I'm going to I'm going to tow my boat to, you know, I, I mean, it's just not to me. It never really made sense, to be honest. With well, you. you know, the conversation at the feed store is when I hook up a trailer, how far am I going to go? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and like, I think I've said that on the show before. It doesn't really matter what kind of vehicle you have. You're thinking that anyway. Right. You know, right. I mean, if, if I have a dually, a, a diesel dually truck that normally gets 400 miles and I hook up a 15,000 mile or a 15,000 pound trailer and now I get, you know, 200 miles, I'm still thinking that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not worried about not being able to fill it up in 10 minutes. Exactly. You know, if I have and to charge something. And, and haul something. That's oh, exactly yeah, yeah. right. So you've got to go fill up a fifth-wheel trailer with round bales, you know. you know, I mean, I got got James that works with me that goes, of course, he's doing big trucks, but he's, uh, I say big trucks, you know, he has a dually, and he's going and picking up cows and stuff, and and a trailer full of cows, but it's not a big deal for those guys to drive four hours one way in an afternoon. Yeah. That's not, that's not practical. No. Anybody on super duties, the electric doesn't make sense, and honestly, on F-150s, it doesn't make a ton of sense. It makes Mm. a little bit of a sense. From a commercial standpoint, you know, if, if sure. you know that, hey, I'm, I need a truck for, for delivering parts or whatever it is, right. you know, that makes sense. And obviously, when fuel costs were going through the roof, but I mean, really, you get the, the market didn't determine, I think, is what it comes down to. I mean, you read the articles, if you really dig into it, mm-hmm. the market didn't ask for electric vehicles. So now, the government yeah. asked for electric right. vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So now That's you've what got it comes people, down to. people, well, you, you just said it. Yeah. The F-150... EVs or Lightning that went to people were people that ordered it. Yeah. What a concept. Build right. the, you know, build it for the demand, not for your exactly pie in the sky dreams. Or all right, well, last, that's right. Last time you, but went, it's also very, very difficult to create a vehicle like that without a huge initial cost. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where it comes in pretty pretty hard. All right. Pretty difficult. Last time you were here, I know you wanted to talk about supercharger systems available for the the Coyote and. I think you can get them for the F-150, too, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, you love the, goodness. the I, new <laughs> Mustang, so go ahead. I do love the new Mustang. I'm a big fan of the new Mustang. Uh, yeah, they have uh, this, these supercharger systems now. Boy, I don't. we had talked about this, and this was, what, a month ago? Yeah. Um, and they, they just have some, some great systems, and they're pretty much bolt-on units. Factory now. warranted. Factory you know. warranted uh, units, bolt-on units that are uh, just... You know, where you're you're looking at seven, eight hundred horsepower. These things, wow. and the engines built. The engine itself, the bottom end of the engine. Yeah, this is what it. this is what we were talking about off the air last time. Yeah, is, it'll you know, take it. A lot of times, you, you, you bolt a supercharger on an engine, and then you've got a big problem with the mechanical elements of the engine, um, not being able to handle it. And in this case, I mean, there is no issue at all. It's a bolt-on and rock and roll. You know. Cool. Yeah, very, very All nice. All right, so. I'm going to jump on one of the patents out of the two that we <laughs> talked about. It's patent time. It, okay, it, here we go. It looks like Ford is heading in the direction of a cab over pickup truck uh-huh. called the T3. Yeah. Um, your thoughts? Mm, I don't believe it's cab over. I think it'll look like a pickup truck. I think it's uh, going to be well, a smaller... Well, for, it's forward cab, longer bed kind yeah, of looking yeah. thing. Well, I yeah, I think, you know, when I've seen the little pictures of it, I've, I've heard about the T3. Of course, in my world, I don't hear any of that stuff till it's in production. Right. So I'm just like you guys. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at all the spy sites and things like that. Um, I think the idea is to have, which this I think would make more sense than the electric F-150, which I think it's going to be to have kind of a smaller electric truck, which will probably give you the more range, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and I think it looks a little bit kind of Rivian-like to me. Um, you know, so it might be designed a little more to compete with the smaller Rivian uh, trucks, which, of course, Ford was going to be a big part of the Rivian, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if they decided to do their own thing. You know, had some interesting ideas on How can folks learn more? 
you should come see me uh, uh, 2365 Brownsbridge Road here in Gainesville, Georgia. But check out greenford.net for some great deals and give us a call at 770-532-5620. Aaron Hughes, Green Ford. Thanks for taking the time to be with us here at Bud's Garage. Thanks, Aaron. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage. North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More, and all three locations of Complete Auto Parts, Cornelia, Clarksville, and Gainesville. Shop garage or driveway, we have the parts, tires, and professional advice to help you get the job done right. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More, and all three locations of Complete Auto Parts, Cornelia, Clarksville, and Gainesville. Shop garage or driveway, we have the parts, tires, and professional advice to help you get the job done right. Well, our next guest is always great fun to have on Bud's Garage Radio Show and Bud's Garage, uh, the podcast. Uh, she was the first female to get into the Society of Automotive Engineers. She is an engineer, and uh, she is one of the North American Car of the Year judges, has been for multiple times, and she also owns an automotive business that she's going to tell us about at some point in time. And her name is Lauren Fix, the car coach. Lauren, welcome back into Bud's Garage the radio program. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Well, the North American 2024, is that correct? 2024 Car of the Year winner. We're going to get to the winner in a minute. But how does this award differ from like Motor Trends Award or or some of the the other, uh, uh, you know, publications? Uh, How does it differ as far as how they how they figure out, you know, which is which car is the car of the year? Okay, so the car of the year is based off of the um, a, a bunch of different things, but one of the things that makes our award different than the others, and I'm the past president, by the way, I'm also a past board member. I help on the membership committee for North American Car and Truck of the Year, lovingly known as NACTOY, N-A-C-T-O-Y. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but um, instead of the Motor Trend and Car and Driver, those are bought awards, believe it or not. So there are three awards that, that actually equal sales, and those are the ones the car manufacturers want to win. And so the reason I say that it's a bought award, and I'll explain to you, and this is what's really interesting and no one knows about, you'll see motor trend or car and driver, car vehicle of the year. And you'll go, oh, well, that's interesting. Why did they pick that vehicle? It's not a vehicle that maybe you would have picked. Well, maybe you, you've seen some other great vehicles. It's because they pay well into the seven figures in ad budget. So they'll say, I'm going to buy all these ads across the life of the magazine or the mm-hmm. website, and that's how that works. North American Car and Truck of the Year does not accept any money from any car manufacturers. None of the jurors are allowed to. We have really strict rules. I was very big on making it even stricter. So I can't do a satellite media tour or a TV appearance or write an article for any of the newsletters because as soon as you do, you've compromised yourself. So who are, what's the criteria for the, for the judging of the car? As far as being on the car list, it has to be new. The vehicle must be new. Okay. Um, and that also means that so you're looking at like a Kia EV9 is all new, and so is a Hyundai Kona, and so is a lot of other vehicles. Um, but in some cases, we had uh, manufacturers pay their vehicles because so they couldn't get them done quick enough to be sold for early 2024. And then if you like the Volvo EX30, they qualified and they made it to the final three, 
And then they said, you know what, we're, there's no way we're going to be able to get product to the dealers quick enough. So they pulled their name, moved it to next year. So did the Toyota Tacoma, which is, uh, that's going to run up head to head with the new uh, Ford Ranger. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. So those will be next year's cars. So the, the manufacturers are allowed to pull the cars, but um, they have to be all new, like the Tacoma is all new, new drive lines, not just a mid-cycle refresh, which is like, oh, we added a trim level, or we cut yeah. out a trim level, right. or we added, you know, something little. So it has to be something significant, so the consumer can see it, like the Toyota Prius, and you look at it and go, okay, that's different. Honda Accord, that's different. So it has to be of those um, those type of vehicles in order to qualify. And then we break it down uh, just before our October drive um, in Michigan to uh, a dozen in each category. In truck, typically there isn't a dozen, but for car and SUV there is. And then we drive those at the LA Auto Show. Then we go ahead and we bring it down to the final three. Of course, then all the manufacturers want us to drive the vehicles again. Right. And um, then the, the winners are just announced, uh, which is usually the first Thursday of January, which used to be the Chicago Auto Show, used to be, I'm sorry, the, the Detroit Auto Show. Correct, yeah. But uh, that may change from what rumor has it. So we shall see. Hmm. All right. So who were the winners? Winner, winners. Okay. Winner, winner. Okay. Car of the year is the Toyota Prius and Prius Prime, which I voted for because I think they did a fabulous job redesigning it, making the car get 53 miles to the gallon. I've reviewed both the Prime, which is the plug-in, and the regular Toyota Prius. Right. I'm impressed with both of them. I think they did a great job. I mean, you get so much value there. Well, they got 30 years of experience on this car. That's what's cool about it. Oh, you do? Yeah. No, yeah, they they, they do Toyota. I mean, they you know they've been making yeah. this thing for a while. And I think the up the update, you know, the new one is. I mean, it's great. I just, I just think it looks great. Mm-hmm. I haven't driven one yet, but looks great. I, I'm I'm a fan of the plug-in hybrids in the right situation. But just being a hybrid is is you know, I they they got it they got it covered. Right, and the, many of these plug-ins, by the way, no longer have uh, the. 2020 as of 2024 have the uh, tax credit correct yeah. so that may may or may not include your state tax credit depending on where you're listening yeah, so right. and also it may or may not include your company so there's some bigger companies that are offering credits as well so don't leave anything on the table check with an accountant uh go on the uh NHTSA website national highway traffic safety website and you can look from there um but i know there's only 10 vehicles and none of them are winners uh, going to truck of the year was the Chevy Colorado, which is what I thought would win, but mm-hmm. it was the Ford Super Duty. Oh, really? That is a great truck. I actually own a 2023 Ford Super Duty. The 24 is so much nicer. Mm-hmm. More towing capacity, full flat seats, uh, onboard technology for charging the generator, and and that that's pretty impressive. I mean, I love the Super Duty truck. It's it's probably, in my opinion, Ford makes the best trucks. Although I did like the Colorado, I thought it was a really, uh, a really great vehicle. Uh, and then the SUV of the year, mm-hmm. that was the GV70 Electrified, which is the Genesis uh, product. The Kona, which I really like, and I just posted a video on that this week. I've driven all of them, the end line and the uh, top of the line, and I am really impressed with the uh, Kona or the uh, Hyundai. Mm-hmm. EV, I'm sorry, they got it backwards. That's for Hyundai. The Kia EV9. The Kia EV9 is an all-electric three-row SUV. And I actually said to them, if you made this a hybrid, you'd sell these all day long. Oh, yeah. Um, It looks great. It looks like a Telluride, but it's larger. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has all that, but it's all-electric. 
Now, I will tell you, and maybe they don't want me to say this, but the truth is the dealers are getting them and the sales aren't great because there's no tax credit available. Right. Um, but I did talk to an executive and they told me that all of their platforms are eligible the way they've built them. Could be hybrid, could be electric, or could be gas. Well, I, I said to them when I drove the, when I drove the EV9, this is a spectacular vehicle. Really is. Really, really impressive in, in every way. I said, but if you made this a hybrid, you wouldn't be able to keep them on the lot. There. Couldn't keep them in stock. Okay, you said that the Kona, or the EV9, which which one now? The EV9. You were saying that... The EV9. The Kia yeah, EV9. You yeah. can get it in three different versions. Is that correct? No, no, no. no. You can only get it as an electric. If they sold it as three versions, they wouldn't be able to keep them on the lot. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, the problem is electric vehicles are being pushed and mandated yep. by the federal government. Yeah. Most people don't know, is as of December 13th, the country of Germany ended all electric vehicle subsidies. All of them. Well, if people want to really know what's going on uh, here in the States, how can they hook up with Lauren Fix? You can find me. Uh, I post almost daily now, at least five days a week on my YouTube channel, Car Coach Reports. You can also find it on Rumble if you prefer to use that social media platform. But I'm literally on everything from Twitter to Truth and anything in the or access called now. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. Or if you just you know want to go to a website, it's Car Coach Reports. I do cover this. I'll always tell you the truth. I'm not getting paid by anyone. And yes, it costs me a lot in a lot of different ways. But I would rather tell your listeners and people in America the truth. Because as it comes out, I'm proven right 99.9% of the time. Lauren Fix, uh, great friend. Thanks for taking the time to uh, you know set us straight here at Bud's Garage. And uh, we look Anytime. forward to talking to you in the future. All right. Thank you. Okay. So you just need now to okay. All right, we'll be right back here, Bud's Garage, on WDUN, where we're always here, always local. Don't go away. Welcome back in to Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Nationally backed CarQuest branded parts and the best national tire brands to keep you rolling down the highway. Okay, Tim, so we've sent... Brad out for lunch. He's back with some sandwiches. Okay, that's so great. Gonna, I'm starving. We're going to suck him into segment four. So okay, here we go. I wanted to talk. Welcome back, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the back. sandwiches. My pleasure. All right, Brad. I got a question. Uh-oh. Can I ask Brad a question? Yeah, go ahead. Ask Brad. A question. Brad, one of Brad's sidelines is sway bars for fifty-six Buick. Fifty-four to fifty-six 50. Buicks. What made you choose that particular car? Why wouldn't you have chosen something that you could mass produce, like for a Camaro or a Mustang or something really? Poppy, are, are you selling a lot of those? Well, okay, so the um, I've got a 54 Buick, oh. and when you go around a corner, the thing just, it's, it's, it's just 54 wallowing. Buick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've, I've had the contacts in the industry through my old, you know, working for car magazines. Mm-hmm. So I got one of the magaz- one of the sway bar companies, and they copied the factory sway bar, because the fact those cars came with a factory sway bar. It's about the size of your pinky finger. Okay. And um, so I just had to make one bigger. Bigger. Okay. And it works great. And the reason that I didn't do it for a market like the Camaros mm-hmm. or the Tri Five Chevys is because they're already saturated. Yeah. Okay. I get Nobody, it. Nobody. Nobody. I'm doing the only them. one who's making them for fifty-four to fifty-six. Bucks. I get it. Okay. So and my you know my goal is to keep adding different off makes and off brands like mm-hmm. you know fifty-four to fifty-six olds and. Right. Cadillacs and then 57 and 8 Buicks and Studebakers and because yeah, if, okay. if you're the only one in the market making it, yeah. there you go. There you go. Don't have to okay. worry about things. Okay, Good. so 
I, I sometimes have this amazing grasp of the obvious. Most of the you time. You too? Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in uh, Minnesota. Duluth and the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul are facing challenges in transitioning their public transit system to zero emission electric buses because of sub-zero <laughs> temps. Which Who is, wants to jump which, on this first? Uh, yeah. Which is weird because the Minnesota state motto is 40 below keeps the riffraff out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, it is. It's right on the flag. Oh, evidently. <laughs> it didn't work next time, time I look at the flag. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't... You know, we talked about this with the Gwinnett um, the, the school, school system. Buses. Right. It's, it's bought all these. Now, they, they're not going to deal with the, the you know, sub-zero temperatures, but they're going to be affected. Oh, you know, sure. When, when it gets chilly be. out, mm -hmm. it's going to cut the battery capacity at least in 30%. At least, yeah. And That's... in the summertime, when it's 100 degrees, it does the same thing going the opposite direction. Right, yeah. Right. You know, about 80, 80 degrees is a sweet spot for the battery. Sure. So you start going, I don't get it. I don't Just, either. But I... you know what? You're paying for it. You're paying for it. Right. I'm paying for it. If you're listening, you're probably paying for it. Mm -hmm. Be it in, you probably paid for this for the the research in Duluth or wherever this is in Minneapolis. But you know, it's it's like I say, the amazing grasp of the obvious. We know what a battery can and can't do, and yet and the, we it's keep been using talked them. about for years that that the batteries go down in the winter because you're running the heaters and the heated seats and the the all of the things that you need to keep the car warm. This isn't a new concept. They no, but, but here's here's how they here's how they answer the dumb qu the question about why did you know why did we even think about these technical and vendor related issues have further hindered the transition. But the cities that we just named remain committed to their approach, offering lessons for other regions <laughs> of the country considering similar uh, transitions. And, and the yes. spokesperson for the city. Dave Clark, he says they would fail, they would not perform, they would experience malfunctions, glitches, they were extremely problematic right out of the gate. And how much do you think they paid for each one of these buses? Probably half a yeah, million bucks. This guy bucks. was, oh was a former British rock and roller. Oh, jeez. Wasn't it? Oh, that's not that same Dave, <laughs> Clark. Dave, Dave Clark. Come on, oh. bud. Wrong Dave Clark. Okay. <laughs> this is the progressive Dave Clark. Oh, okay. Is <laughs> he the one who used to do New Year's Rock and Eve? No, 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 no. You were thinking of uh, Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in pieces, bits and pieces. <laughs> that was Dick, Dave Clark. No, that was Dave Clark. Yeah. Right. Sad. What was the What was the one? Oh, it was gonna. You know, it was gonna take over the Beatles. I can't. I'll, I'll think of the the song. Okay. Like that. All, right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of batteries, if. Uh, if you've got a battery that's, you, first of all, your battery was never alive, okay? But if you've got a battery that's, that's gone dead or is mm -hmm. dwindling and you have to dispose of it, uh, you know, a typical car battery, now we're not talking lithium-ion and all this other stuff that's out there for EVs. Uh, it's made of lead plates and sulfuric acid. And I did not realize this, but actually car batteries are one of the most recycled things that we have in the United States. Okay. Like 97% of them wow. are, are, you know, recycled. Yeah. So, first of all, if you're going to change your battery, man, I'm telling I'm not even sure I wouldn't even suggest this anymore. Uh, you always remember to disconnect the negative battery terminal first. Never allow the wrench to touch the positive because 
you can actually weld things together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. or burn things very badly with a wrench. It's heavy. Lift with your knees. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. These. I don't know who's writing this. But, I say uh, go to Oakwood Tire yeah, yeah, and yeah, let yeah, them yeah, yeah. replace your battery properly. Well, before, before they replace it, they have the way to check it. Right. And tell you how much life is left in it. You mm-hmm. may just be wondering as you're listening to this this broadcast, hmm, hadn't thought about my battery lately. I, I wonder where it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what it looks like mm-hmm. and how much life is left in it. Because, you know, many times it might not even be the battery. It happened to me one time where I thought it was the battery. It was actually the alternator was not putting out enough Oh, yeah. There you go. Was not replacing enough juice yeah. in the battery. Or you could have a bad <clears throat> ground. You could have crud on the terminals. Right. And, and like I say, you, your battery could be in in a place that you didn't even know it was at. You just you just assumed you open up the you open up the hood of your car. And, oh, oh, my Dodge Magnum is like that. Yeah. There's I, my I, battery. Yeah, yeah. 20 minutes to find the battery. Yeah, it's right. under the driver's seat or someplace or yeah. in the trunk. Or, and, yeah. and the other thing is when you disconnect this battery to put in a new battery, <laughs> what happens to all of your computer stuff in your car they used to make and i'm not i'm I'm not this is not the gospel when i when i was working on this kind of stuff in the dealership i had a little nine volt battery Mm -hmm. with a like a cigarette lighter end on it and what you did was you stuck it into the cigarette lighter port and that kept everything that kept everything juiced up enough for you to change the battery now don't they have something that you can plug into the port where you do your engine analysis don't they have something that you can plug in there that'll keep everything charged up while you're changing the battery you know what I'll go to Complete Auto Parts and find out. Okay. Well, that would be a doggone good idea. That's the only place we would go to check out something sure. like that. Sure. I oh, just reset my battery, my clock in but the anyway. parking lot while I was when I pulled in this morning because well, I changed the battery. You did what now? I reset the clock in my radio in the parking lot here outside while I was. And how long time. did that take? It usually takes me two weeks. Well, it actually just—it's somebody finally, somebody at Chrysler finally got smart, and they've got two little push buttons: one for hour, and you just put your no way. pen in it. Oh, oh it's amazing! Wow. Oh, oh yeah. wow! Jeez. Yeah, then the only problem you've got to do is find a pen. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, well, I suggest that uh, you leave your battery alone and mm-hmm. have pros do it. Um, Get it checked, and uh, you know this is the time of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, that it is going to go south mm-hmm. on you. No, no pun intended. Uh, but if you need to dispose dispose of extra batteries, dead batteries you may have laying around or using for door stops in the shop, sure, because you yep. didn't get a chance to drop it off at the parts store. If you need to dispose of extra dead batteries, Clarios of Battery Manufacturing offers a zip code based finder for battery drop off locations, dead batteries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that's, that's interesting. interesting. I always just take it to the. I, I take my batteries to the um, junkyard. And yeah, but they 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 reach out to a recycler. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's not exactly. like you're throwing them in the dumper. No, no. But you actually take them in there and then they pay. You and for they, them. they recycle yeah. them, right? Well, and you get you get like five to ten dollars a piece for them. Yeah, okay. some of the parts stores do yeah. that too, and I'll put that in my homework. Oh, something. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always yeah. take. Don't mine go out now. Yeah. It's not like collecting pop bottles <laughs> or catalytic converters. Yeah, don't, be, don't pull up with a tractor trailer of the. And, and, uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> the things we open ourselves up to. You know, last week we talked about uh, the the engine issues I had with a crate engine. Right, right. So-called crate engine. So how's that working out? Yeah, we're still working on it. But um, there are some myths and methodology, method, methodology around breaking in a modern engine. Mm-hmm. Now, it used to be when we buy a car, you didn't go over 50 miles an hour for the first however 100 miles. They pretty much say now that uh, a lot of your engines require uh, zero break-in because they've already had some testing done at the factory. Right. So before you go out and, you know, 
take your brand new charger, whatever, to the drag strip, read the manual. Mm -hmm. I know what the break-in period is because, uh, like a Corvette Z06 still has a specified break-in period. Yeah. And some of the cars won't, won't let you... You know, you access the full Won't power. Have the full power. Right, until it's broken. And, and you, know, you know why they're doing that? Why is that? We're protecting us from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might be protecting us from some hot shot at the dealership when the car comes off the truck that wants to uh, Ooh, that's a good go out and I molest it. it. Yeah, yeah. well, I thought about it a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard of that uh, happening. All right. Well, if you're restoring a classic muscle car, where are you headed to? Well, you're going to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast so that if you miss any of this great information, you can go to AccessWDUN, click the links, hit the buttons, and listen to the show at your convenience. Or you can go to your favorite podcast site and listen to the show anytime you wish, brought to you by the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia. And it is also available... Uh, at any of the podcasts, I already said that. I but our did. regular, our other podcast, our, our podcast <laughs> called Bud's Garage Overdrive, the podcast, yes, is available. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a little bit longer than the regular show that we do here, mm-hmm. and uh, we get a little deeper into things. That's available to all your favorite podcast sites. And we're gonna be we're gonna be talking to the two guys who built this truck on that podcast site very soon. So keep your eyes open. Okay. Cool. Meanwhile, keep between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Thank you. We're always here and always asleep. No, we're always here and always local. Have a great week.